Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you, Amelia, for being here this morning. And of course, we've got another episode of, uh, of, of, of Amelia. So this is fantastic. Today, we're going to be talking about what is the evidence in your life telling you about yourself? 
Uh, and that's what we're going to be talking about today with the one and only the behaviorist herself, the 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 the, the mega business. Let me get my dog. He's so loud. What's that? I I maybe I was talking too loud and I didn't hear you. That's, that's <laughs> that was okay. a hot mic. Hot mic. No, no words. Ramon, All you right, did. So you killed anyway, it thank this you morning. all for being here. Yeah. We've got another amazing hour now with Amelia Antonetti and uh, and friends, as I like to say it. We're going to be talking about what's the evidence in your life telling you about you. Of course, before we get started, as Dora had already asked, I would encourage you to hit that little square at the bottom of the screen with the arrow, share it to your clubhouse. You can also share it to LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. You can share it to Instagram. You can text people, invite people into the app, invite people into this room. And of course, ping people individually into this room because my friends, you can change the trajectory of somebody's life simply by inviting them into the right room to have the right conversations with the right people. This is that room. So make sure you're pinging people in to listen to this conversation because this one is gonna be a game changer. So make sure you're pinging people in, you're sharing out this room and uh, let's let's have another fabulous hour with the one and only Amelia Antonetti. Amelia, take it away, my friend. Good morning, everybody. Ramon, you did, you killed it this morning. Awesome. I was so happy to hear Scott Simons this morning and Adam, Susie, thank you for the shout out. Um, I am your behaviorist and I'm so happy that you're here. And those people who've been following us week over week and also on our socials, I just want to say thank you. I hear you and I'm answering every single one of them that I can as fast as possible. I'm actually out on the road uh, bringing behaviorisms really into people's families, like legit literally walking into uh, people's families' rooms, uh, into their businesses. And uh, today I'll be at Secret Knock. So I really appreciate uh, the invitation to be there. I'm here in San Diego. So let's dive into uh, first and foremost, the difference. I am not a therapist. So I, I, I really appreciate that people like to put that uh, title near me. Um, and I, I believe everybody needs a therapist at some point in their life. I'm a behaviorist, um, which means it's not nearly as squishy. Um, my job is to get you from where you are to see the reflection in the mirror as quickly as possible. So I'm not asking you how you think. <laughs> that would be the difference right there. Uh, I, I am an expert in behavior modification tools um, and to bring together uh, a sense of connection between where you're going and where you are right now as quickly as possible. You can check out the link at the top. Um, I am really excited to uh, let all of you guys know who've been with us for the last year, um, Mr. Glenn Lundy and Scott and Barbara Majeski and a bunch of us who started a year ago. Um, we have had the brothers and sisters inside of behavior modifications over the last, uh, I would say eight or nine months and Designing Genius is actually dropping at the top. This is now the course that you keep hearing everybody talk about um, that is a behavior module. This is what this is. This is all about reflecting your own behavior. And what I want to do is I want to talk today a little bit about what's called evidence, right? So I want you to think, again, just think a second about the five areas of your life that you believe is the most important to you. I want to know what you are going to die in the vine for, right? What you're going to throw yourself in front of a truck of. What is the things that are your five things that absolutely define who you are? Now, you hear people verbally define themselves all the time. They'll define themselves as a mother, a husband, they'll divide as a father, they define themselves as, you know, a man or a woman of God, a business owner, right? Let's just, just give me, just open up, Tell, give me other quippets that is part of somebody's identity that they will say, I am a what? Just randomly let me hear what our Entrepreneur. Areas an entrepreneur, oh, I love that one. Thank you. I don't know who said that, but yes, I hear that Give one her. all the time. <laughs> Thank you all the time. People define themselves as an entrepreneur. 
What else? What else is an identity thing that you would say that this is an area of focus in your life? Generosity. I am a mom. Generosity. That's a good one. That's a good one. What else have we got out there? Growth enabler. Ooh, I like, who said that? Who said growth enabler? William. William, thank you for that. That's beautiful. What else do we got? Something that you actually speak when somebody says, who are you? And you go, I am a encourager. Encourager. Okay. So now game I want changer. teacher. Oh, I hear t- game changer. That's beautiful. Was that David? No, that was Tony and world changer too. There you go. That's, that's what changer. that applies you to you too. Yes. So now you've got this list, right? And again, if you're not driving, I want you to just look at the list. Again, you only get five, right? You only have five slots. Um, we do this exercise with every single client that we have ever had. This is part of the where areas where we start. How do you define yourself? Now, after you give me the list, right? So let's just, I'm going to use a list that I get very often, right? People say, I am a man or a woman of God. I hear that often. I am a husband or a wife. I get that often. I am a parent. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a community person. Let's just pretend for a second that that is your list. Now, what I get to do, I get the wonderful thing is I first go to your car and I take a look at your car. And then I go into your home and I take a look around your home. And then I go to your office and I take a look at your office. And then I sit with five or 10 of the people that you say are the closest to you. And I look for evidence. Because what I find shocking is that when people make the claim, because again, these, this is your list, this is your claim, not mine, that they are a person of God or a person of spirit, I can't find it. I can't find the evidence that that's something that's a priority to you. When somebody says that they are a devoted husband or wife, where's the evidence? Because there's no evidence in the area where you spend time. If something is important to you, if something is wanted and welcomed and valued and respected and held in this highest position, because these are the five positions that make up your entire life, where is the evidence? And you know, I, w- I was just with, uh, again, I'm in San Diego. I'm here for Secret Knock. I, I spent some time last night with a family and they, d- they are devoted Christians. That's how they have a thing. They're I'm devoted Christians. I'm like, where, where are you devoted Christian? They're like, well, we have a cross in our hallway. I'm like, really, really? That's the evidence that you're going to the pearly gates with? I think you might need more, right? And this is what happens is our mouth make a lot of promises but our actions fail to execute. Am I landing with anybody here this morning? Absolutely. 100%. And it's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of us are getting back to, you know, our commutes. Um, I I was listening this morning, um, Scott was talking about being stuck in the airport. And yes, I'm spending a lot more time in the airports, but it's giving me an opportunity to open my eyes and really look at evidence, look at how people carry themselves, look how people present themselves. And that is the evidence of who you are. You know, I'm on the road right now with my daughter. I'm excited. I'm going to get to see Dominique and a couple of other people who are OGs here. And you look around and I was like, Lucia, what do you see? Because there's people literally still traveling in slippers and pajamas. And I'm like, that's part of who you are. That's part of who you present yourself. 
people are, you know, we've gotten so comfortable with only wearing our tops and no longer our bottoms. But when you show up for your Zoom call that way, that's who you are. And that's okay. If that's who you are, God bless you. Embrace it and just go for it all the way, sparkle brightly. But does it align with who you say you want to become? See, if you want to become an entrepreneur, there's a rhythm and a beat and a pace to that. If you want to become an amazing father, uh, amazing parent, there's a beat to that. And you have to figure out what that is because it is the evidence that you surround yourself that allows you to become the highest and best version of that. So if you are a successful business person, if that's what you want to say, and if I open up your calendar, your calendar tells your truth. Because a lot of you are just literally spraying and praying. There's nothing successful about your business at all. You're trying, but the evidence isn't there to support you. Now, most of the time, I will say, it's got good intentions, really good intentions. As a behaviorist, I know the intentions are there, but the steps are missing. The steps, the day to day, in and out, how do I build the momentum and the energy around me for me to be able to pull and propel myself towards the best person I can become? See, the thoughts that you're thinking at this moment hold you in today. That's where you are. So your thinking is today's thinking. If you like to think backwards, now you're going to feel pain because when you feel backwards, you think about time that has already moved. And so that, depending how far back it is, that's what creates pain. It's a memory, right? So distance creates a little jerk of pain. But when you look forward, and if you actually have the map and the blueprint for it, you start to feel hope. But most people are comfortable in today's thinking, so they stay in today's thinking. My job as your behaviorist is to point out today's thinking, yesterday's thinking, and future thinking, so that you spend all energy, your thoughts, your words, your actions, your beliefs, going towards what you say is your highest and best self. How is that sounding to you guys? Amelia, that is so good. This is Tariko. Like this morning, you literally came and sat down in the chair next to me in a conversation I've been having this morning. That power is evident. Something being alive is evident. Like you don't have to search for the sign of you being love. You'll see it. You don't have to search for joy. You'll see it. And so many of us oftentimes say, I've been guilty of just using words or using terms um, and looking in the mirror and not seeing that. And many of us are frustrated because you don't see what you're saying. We because use you're trying term. to do everything, right? People try to yeah. be all things at the same time. And that is for sure the fail recipe. Spray and pray. That's what that is right? Very successful people do not spray and pray. They are very focused on how they identify. And I know it's difficult to figure out how do you identify, right? So if you look at the top, if you look at that link, that course is going to walk you through your current thought state. It's going to reflect for you your current behaviors, and it's going to move you through building who you are becoming. Literally, step by step by step. A lot of you here have heard all of the Genius G100 girls and brothers and sisters talk about going through this over the last four months. It is now available to you. So there is absolutely no reason, no reason at all, why you cannot bring in your future behavior into where you want to go. So again, when we all started, right, Tariqa, you remember like the way, when we all started, 
people were really dialing in. Uh, you know, Scott Simon, Brian Benseth, right? The morning routine. People were up at five o'clock and they were eager beavers and they were just pushing forward because they were very focused on, I want to become more. And most of them are gone. Most of them are gone. Most of them are gone. People slid back in. They're no longer getting up at five. They're getting up at seven. Some people are getting up at eight. Some people are getting nine. And then you're running up, you're waking up into the energy that you're already behind because now you're late and now you're running to catch up with your day. How in the world can you have success of anything if you're running to catch it? And if you're running to catch it, you've already missed it, right? That's people who tell me they have a great idea and the great idea is in today's marketplace. That means you're already late. You've got to but, figure out what the future needs are, right? With the future thoughts. And the only way to do that is to be able to get quiet and get present in what it is that you define yourself as, that your area of genius, right? What are those five things that you want to be able to have people to say at your funeral to describe who you are? Now, I'm very, very vocal and open that um, I've already done my headstone. My headstone's done. Um, it does not say I was a great wife. That is a title that I have not earned, and it's not a title that usually is in my um, in, in my focus, right? It's just not part of where I am right now, but I'm leaning heavily into being a Lucia's great mom, right? Circumstances have changed my priority. We got an open mic, um, have changed my priority, so I've had to move that up the notch that it's uh, it's very focused in my world. But that means I start my morning thoughts when I open up my little itty bitty eyes. My very first thought is to repeat those five areas of who I'm going to become the very best at. One of them right now currently is a mom. Now I can say it wasn't always there. Wasn't always there. It's there now. But it's also on my, on my horizon to really be a very impactor of communities. I believe that communities need to belong to each other. They need to come together. So I'm literally out on the road, city by city by city, because I need to take my actions and my energy to impact those cities. So when I say I'm coming to a city by you, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. I'm showing up on people's doorsteps and walking into their businesses, right? To be able to help them see that you can't lead anybody else if you can't lead yourself. You cannot teach what you do not know. I'll say that again. You cannot teach what you do not know. Hey, and the evidence. Yeah, yes. I just want to jump in before you get too far away from what you how you started this. I want to jump in and make sure that I, I press that button. What Amelia said, if it made you uncomfortable because it is you, because you're not walking your talk, or you're not doing it, it's okay because that's the first step to fixing it is the awareness. Sometimes people just blissfully unaware of what they're not doing. So before you got too far away from that, I just wanted to point that out. If you felt that, that's okay. Awareness is the beginning of fixing whatever it is that you want to fix or improve in your life. So just wanted to highlight that before you got too far from it. Thank you. And again, I, I'll go back over and over and again. That's the difference between sitting and spending time with a behaviorist and sitting and spending time with a therapist, right? My responsibility to you as a behaviorist is to create that little gut pain, right? That little bit of heart pain because I'm reflecting you to you. My job is not to coddle you and not to tell you that it's going to be okay. My job as a behavior is to be your mirror. That's my responsibility. Now, what you see in the mirror, I've got a thousand and eight behavior modification tools to move you where you want to go. I can do that. I can fill in the how. 
I've done a thousand, 53,000 employees. I know how to move people towards where they want to go. But step one is to feel and look at your own evidence because that's who you are. If you get into a sloppy car, you have a sloppy house. And if you have a sloppy house, you have a sloppy closet. And if you have a sloppy house and a sloppy car and a sloppy closet, you also have a sloppy calendar. And you know what people get from you? Sloppy. That means you're late most of the time, you're running, you're trying to catch up, you're not prepared, you're just not ready. Because it's everywhere, the evidence is there. Now, there's the opposite. Overly perfect car, overly organized closet where it's all color coded and there's labels on there with little pictures on the hangar and the whole bit. That your life is so rigid and so aiming for perfection, there's no room for growth and innovation. See, either side of the spectrum is leads you to a dead end. So where is your middle? Where is the middle that actually you can feel good at? So that when your environment where you where you do your your morning gratitude journal, where you have your cup of coffee or a cup of tea, where you and your person that you love so much, where where is your spot? Where is that spot in the house or in the yard or where the walk? Where are those areas that you move through in a 24-hour period that that time, that place, that energy, those tools are dedicated to one of those five areas? Couples who spend time daily together in their defined area thrive. I didn't say survive because nobody wants to survive a marriage. They want to thrive in it. And if you look at the habits and the behaviors for people who have an amazing, incredible relationships with their, with their, with their kids, with their employees, with their spouses, they dedicate area and space to amplify the energy that lives in that space. How we feeling out there, people? How we feeling? Fantastic. Great stuff, Amelia. You're crushing it. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about something that somebody says, I want to become, right? Whatever it is, right? That for that it's one of your identifiers. I know somebody jumped out here and said entrepreneur, right? Because I hear a lot of people define themselves as entrepreneur. I asked this question. If being an entrepreneur is something that you want to have as your five areas of focus, if that's something, a decision that you've made, if that's a want and a need for you. What's the evidence an entrepreneur leaves? How can I walk into your environment, you say nothing, and the evidence tells me you're an entrepreneur? It's a hard question. Thoughts. Books. Oh yeah, books. Books are great. Yeah, books and courses. Entrepreneurs are always hungry and curious for more information. So they, they, they eat knowledge for a living right? Because they're always learning and growing. What else would be evidence of an entrepreneur? Well, no. those, those, those programs have to be unwrapped first. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> it would be nice if you bought the books and actually opened Not them. Yes. Help, there's a lot right? of people that are, yeah, there's, there's a lot of books. Yeah. Books that have never been cracked. That is a good point. But what else would be evidence of an entrepreneur? Again, I want you to think about your riding in their car, you are walking through, you're meeting their families, right? I mean, a lot of people here know that when I first met Glenn Lundy, the very first thing I did was I got on a plane to go fly to meet him. I'm like, I am not working with somebody I haven't met, right? He's like, oh my gosh, you're coming. You know, a lot of people, Joy, Joy Farley, right? I got on the plane to go see her, right? I'm out on the road to go see people, right? Because the evidence tells me who you are. I don't want you to tell me with your mouth. I want the evidence in your life to tell me who you are. I would say network, a sense of joy. 
What'd you say about joy? Say it again. A sense, a sense of joy, a spirit of joy surrounds them. Yes, yes, yes. People who have put joy and happiness and peace as an identifier for them, you feel that energy when you're with them. They have this ver very energetic sense of being happy and joyful for who they are and how they show up in the world. I mean, a lot of people were talking about Scott Simons, right? He has that energy when he's, you know, he is happy with who he is and who he's becoming. So that is definitely an energy you can pick up on versus that anxious energy, right? That I'm just nervous standing next to you. I don't even know why I'm nervous, but I'm nervous because you're so freaking nervous. I'm like, okay, that is chaos energy, which is very hard to find your way out through that. But there are behavior tools that help you quiet that storm so that you can think. You cannot think clearly and make good decisions if your mind is noisy. What else? Tell me about other evidence. I mean, think about the, think about where you guys just were, you know, this morning or yesterday, you know, what space were you in and what did the space tell you about the person who was in it? Good morning, Amelia. I would say networking. I actually thought of Scott Simons. I think of people like you who are in all the places, meeting all the people, the power of proximity, entrepreneurs, really great ones, put themselves in every place they possibly can. That's a, that's a wonderful, and, and it's funny, right? You know, Terry, you and Patricia hang out with me a lot now, you know, Tony too. They're always like, oh my gosh, Amelia, you know everybody. Well, because networking has been part of my repertoire for 35 years. So I always say, if you don't know somebody who actually knows me, they are full of shit. They're full of shit because I'm out there all the time and I'm consistently out there. That's why I know so many of the yesterday OGs and the new OGs that are coming up and those people that are in the middle. It, you know, you hear us here as mods when we come to stage, we all know each other because we spend time together because networking is such a, a big part of success. You can't be the genius at everything. So you've got to surround yourself for people who have geniuses in other areas because it then amplifies your genius. That's a good one. That's it. Networking is another one. Tell me what else you guys are working on. Tell me about something that is, you know, as we really lean in, we're in the second half of the year. What is it that is one of your areas of focus that you really want to knock out out of the park? What is it that you're like, I really want to accomplish this and I'm halfway there. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And it's not happening. Happening. Let me be your behaviorist to help you to see where to look, right? Behaviorism is to show you the evidence of what is rooting you where you do not want to go. Good morning, Amelia. This is Corey. Hey, good morning, Corey. How are you? Good. Thank you. Um, the one that I think is really important is the one that we always talk about when people are talking of wanting to make money and that that is the focus, but they're not using the right words. Yep. That's a great one. So, um, if you think about it, um, like this, let me give you a, uh, let me try to auditorily here, give you a visual tool, which is a behavior tool. When you think about the things that have value to you, right? Like joy and happiness, right? To uh, further develop yourself, 
um, those experiences, those things I just mentioned are internal. Would you guys agree? Like happiness is internal. Yes, you're right. It is. <laughs> right. Right. And so a lot of the things that people want, if you go through your list is internal. And yet then they say money. Where, where does money live? It's external. And so the way to bring something in is it must reside at the same frequency. The word money is a low frequency vibration. Does that make sense when I'm saying that out loud? Are you guys listening? Because I would love to be drawing a map for you right yeah. now. I can't do that. Yes. Yeah, completely. Right? Money. Absolutely. So money and joy don't even feel the same, right? That frequency doesn't even feel the same. So how do you change the vibration of money, right? Well, you can't call it finance, but you can call it wealth. Wealth has a different frequency than the word money. Can you feel that? Can you feel the difference between the two words? Yeah, most definitely. Like impact. Right. Right. So now if you start only speaking your areas of focus, and again, please click the link. This is going to walk you through step by step. You know, there's a ton, there's workbooks and videos and handholding and all that stuff to be able to go through all 11 areas that creates your power to succeed. Um, and so now if you change the frequency and only refer to it as money, I'm sorry, only to refer to it as wealth and stop calling it money, you can start using your behavior tools to bring wealth internally, just like joy is internally. You can't give me joy. You can't. You can love me, you can want, you can have all the intentions in the world, but you can't give me joy. But you also can't give me wealth. You can pay me, you can give me money, but you can't give me wealth. You see the difference? Absolutely. Yes. Right? It's so quiet. It's, it's so quiet. I wish I could just see everybody 100%. right now. Just right. We're so all just listening. We're all right. Just right. Yeah. No. It, it was one of the big fit changers for me of understanding and even accepting it as wealth generation was. It just made me feel like powerful. Like I can go out and generate this. Like I am responsible and powerful enough to be able to make this happen. So that's. It was imp very impactful for me. And I think if you can think about the list. That's why I want you to actively create the five things that are who you are. If I took who you are in your whole essence and I broke you into five areas, well, what would you call them? And if you call them something, then those five areas have to be at the same frequency. You can't say love, joy, happiness, purpose, meaning, right? And then go career and money they don't feel like they would flow. And the reality is they don't. <laughs> That's why you're creating chaos in your life is you don't have uh, synergistic energy towards who you are as a being. And so if your five areas are in conflict 
how can you grow? How can you grow if you're labeling an area that is you in a different frequency? Remember, you rise to your lowest frequency. Can I get an amen? Can I get a something? Amen. This amen. amen. No, Come that's on, good. Man. That's good. Right. So when when I when we we when I as a behaviorist, what I'm trying to do is to get all of you, all of your thoughts, all of your ideas, all of your goals, all of your actions, all of your check and balances, all moving in flow. And you can't hit flow if part of your language is high frequency and part of your language is low frequency just like you cannot serve and live in shame shame is one frequency above death so if you have shame and wonder why you're not growing it's because the frequency of shame and so this this is what designing genius is doing that's what you guys have asked us to put together the course, all the things that you hear every week that everybody's been doing. We've done that. We've answered your call to say, here it is. It is going to show you what you are actually thinking and then walk you through building that thinking into flow and then the actions you need to do to move to become that version of self. But we have to first identify where the chaos right? I'm, as a behaviorist, I'm a crisis manager. How do we create chaos, conflict, and crisis inside of ourselves? And I will say for so many of the people that I've talked to and I've sat with and I come one-on-one, that's what you're telling me. You sit in front of me going, I just don't know what to do. I feel so scattered. That's that energy. That's because your thinking process of what you say you want to be and where you believe you are now has chaos energy. Amelia, I also w- just want to say that it, hel- it also helped me understand other people better so that I could interact with them better as well. Be- instead of being um, like muting my success because I wasn't understanding that I was part of the problem and I was part of the cause that maybe I was the one that was causing that reaction back at me. And so it has, this, this program has completely allowed me the opportunity to be able to decode myself and understand what's going on. But it's also really helped me to understand how to work with others, teams, businesses, uh, and extremely invaluable. Well, to be able to see it in somebody else. Now, remember, you know, we make decisions every single day based on what we value, right? So money, right? Wealth, time, right? Folkings are very valuable. Those are gifts. So if you spend time with somebody, you're actually spending the thing that you cannot earn or buy back. There's nothing more valuable than time. And for some reason, I don't know why, we've been taught as a society that it's okay to spend time with somebody that creates that ick feeling, right? They literally, you spend time with them and you feel like you were literally sucked dry. And then you wonder what's wrong with you. 
versus understanding that that is the evidence to tell you that thing, that person, that action is not in alignment with who you are. And so it has nothing to do with judgment at all, but there's a lot of people I intentionally choose not to spend time with. The reason I don't spend time with them is they do not energetically jive with where I'm going. And so having the behavior tools to first identify you, but then to be able to identify what's going on over there. Because if you want to move and grow and scale, you have to be with people that are also moving, growing and scaling, right? It's just a different pace. There's other people that are staying where they are right now because their area of focus has something else that's a priority and that's all well and good. But it's not a coincidence at all that highly successful people hang out with highly successful people. Your entrepreneurs find the other entrepreneurs. Why? Because they vibe together. So when you're with something or someone and it doesn't feel good to you, your first thought needs to be, is this on my side or is this on their side? Because I will tell you right now in this conversation, there's a lot of people right now that don't feel very good with me at this moment. Now, is that because of me or is that on your side? Because the behaviorist in me will trigger something in you so that you can become aware something on your side needs to be done. Something that you want, something that has meaning to you, there's chaos that I can help move you through. So it's going to feel yucky at the same time you're like, mm, there's something about her that I think she's also speaking my truth. Learning how to decode and understand what's on your side and what's on somebody else gives you the power to choose more precisely. Yes. I love that. And you know what? Bottom line, if you're not making uh, your, your, your client, your, whoever you're working with uncomfortable, you're just not getting down deep enough. So I just cut in. You know why? Because it's the bottom of the hour and it's time for a little room reset. So I hope you don't mind, Amelia. I'm just going to cut in here for a second and remind everyone that we, of course, are in the Breakfast of Champions room. Thank you so much for being here. If you're enjoying this conversation today, uh, I, and I know you are because you're here and I know that I am. And so uh, let's bring some more people into this conversation because that's how we can really, truly impact the world, the lives of those around us. And uh, we can influence because we're all influencers, right? And it starts by us maybe clicking that little button down at the bottom, sharing this room to Clubhouse, sharing this room uh, to other social media platforms and pinging some people in. Let's th This room should have a thousand people in here right now, not 173. Uh, and we've got 124 shares. Let's see if we can bring that up to like 150. Heck, there's so many of us on stage. Let's make sure that at least everyone that's on stage is also sharing this room. Of course, today we're looking about what is the evidence in your life telling you about yourself? So, and Amelia, of course, is unpacking that in several genius keys as we're going through this conversation. And of course, some of these, com some of these topics make you a little uncomfortable. Good. They're supposed to because until you get out of your comfort zone, you cannot grow through what you're going through. So thank you again for being here. Thank you, Amelia, for uh, for always being here and sharing so much of, of, of your mind, your heart, and, and, and everything else. Of course, we encourage you to click the link above, Designing Genius, and uh, there's 
so much great information. There's exercises, there's everything that you can do to help change your life. And you can even implement this into your business with your partners, with your teammates, with your kids. That's going to change the way they look at life, the way they, they really move through life. So thank you again for being here. Amelia, back to you. And I think that's the part, thank you, Tony. I think that's the part that's I'm having the most amount of fun because again, you get numb to your own surroundings, right? So I'm joining people's uh, team meetings and some of their business meetings, but I'm helping the team leaders and the CEO see the evidence that they are putting out to their team. And once they see it, once they actually see what it is that they're actually delivering to their people, they understand why they have the problem. Like the minute I show you the evidence, you're like, oh, Right. Um, I had an exercise with um, just before I left New York, I sat with a couple who was thinking that divorce was going to be a good idea. And I said, give me an hour. Just just give me an hour. Um, and when I was able to have both of them see what they were serving the other people with the evidence that they were tossing over the aisle and then asking them, would you want those things? in your life. So think about it like making a recipe to serve somebody food. And so if I'm serving you um, disgust, impatience, eye rolling, uh, late, not present, um, condescending, if, if I serve you that, there's no shocker that the other person then wants to leave. I'd want to leave too. And so you, this exercise that I'm, I'm imploring you to do allows you to see what you're serving others. And the reason why you're serving others yuck soup is because you're serving yourself yuck. You're running to catch up to your day. You're running to catch up to your hopes and your dreams. You're running to catch up. And that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel good. You know, uh, what is, uh, four or five weeks ago, um, I took a video, I put a camera in somebody's home who's having a very tough time with their children just to look at what the first 10 minutes of that kid's life is like as they get up to go to school. And I took those 10 minutes and I created a reel so that it would repeat over and over and over and over again of somebody yelling, flipping on light, you're late, hurry up, throw something, eat and rush them out the door. And then I create, created a sizzle reel for that because that is what that kid takes with them all day that long is that first 15 minutes. The way you start and the way you stop repeats through the flow energy. And so if your morning wake up sucks, you feel like you suck all day long. Focus on the things that you want to become. Go through the exercise at the top. Let us help you identify your five identifiers and what the ingredients and the evidence are of those identifiers. And then you plant them intentionally through the moments of your day. And when you do that, everything else changes. Everything else changes. So I want you to think about what is the energy you're serving people with? 
and just ask yourself, is that what you want? Is that what you want to be known for? Do you want to be known for the person who's always late? I mean, that's for me, when I hear somebody say, oh my God, like, where's, I don't know, Betty Boo. And they're like, oh, well, she's always late. I'm like, wow. Do you want to be known for the one who's always late, the one who's always unprepared, the one who's always running and guessing, the one who's always asking for the money, the one who's always, always, always run, run, run to you? That's who you want to become? You got to get off the wheel and mm-hmm. spend the time thinking. The success formula, I say this every week, the success formula, 50% is in the thinking, 25% is in the planning, and then 25% is in the execution. If you are thinking and then executing, you are failing. I am telling you as your behaviorist, you are failing. You've got to complete the entire formula. There's no way around it. You can't buy it. You can't cheat it. You can't. That is what, when people say sweat equity, the sweat is in the first 75% of the formula, the thinking and then the planning. Can I get an amen? Yes, amen. Amen. So who out there is there this morning? Who's working on being their best self? Let me help you as your behaviorist to figure out what an area you're working on so I can give you some tools to build it more precisely. And don't be quiet. Cause I can't. I can. You got people envisioning, envisioning their life right now. Right now. <laughs> the vision is coming. The vision is downloading soon. Just give me an area that somebody's working on your life. Let me show you how behavior works, right? Tell me something you want to be better at. And I can give you some really quick behavioral tools. Hello, Amelia. So, this is motherhood. Hi, who's that talking? Hello, Amelia. This is Janet. Hi, Janet. How are you? I just what are you working the, on? Oh, my goodness. I just came in the room and, you know, something told me uh, I got to go into breakfast with champions. And when you started speaking about that, uh, I just was like, uh, how um, how God guides us on a daily basis. And um, right now, what I'm going through is I'm trying to build a business and I'm trying to build this business plan and concept. So it's an idea that I'm trying to birth <laughs> and it's kind of scary at the same time. And I don't know if my limiting beliefs is keeping me from going forward, but it's taken me a while to accomplish this dream, but I know it's going to come. I just know it. And maybe you might be one of my little saviors and get me to that next step. Amelia, this is Janet. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Janet. Well, since you, you mentioned God first, I'm going to assume that that's a priority. Is that true? Yes, definitely. Okay. So where is he intentionally in your life? When you wake up in the morning, are you having a conversation with God? Where's that happening? Definitely. And he tells me things I need to accomplish and I write those things down, but then I put them to the side and never go back. So it's because, our morning talks. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you have morning talks. He's giving you, right, uh, suggestions, right, pointing you in a direction, and then you're not taking action. So does that mean you don't believe him? <laughs> um. I don't right, know. because faith, faith faith is acting without evidence. Yeah, faith without works is dead. Right, right. So you 
maybe what I would suggest as a behaviorist, right, is not just doing the check-in, but taking one small action that feels uncomfortable, right? So maybe is you have this conversation with God in the morning and you have, like, again, you had this sense of like, okay, I need to be in Breakfast with Champions. And then you took action and here you are. Okay, so now here you are. So now what's the next action, right? The next action, right? Because faith is thread throughout your day, right? That's the glue that is holding all the actions together. And a lot of times, by the time we get to like breakfast or right after breakfast, before we got lunch, we've gotten really far away from that now. We've we've dropped our faith because we're in the doing and the actions and oh my gosh, and I'm running late, there's a pressure, right? We lose God by lunch. And so if that's your thread, right? And it could be God, spirituality, name whatever you wanna name. I'm not here to put a label on it. I'm here to be able to show you the thread is to take those actions. When you start to feel lost, restart and check in. So there should be something in the morning. I'm gonna make the assumption you're up at between you know five and seven in the morning. If you're not up by that, there's a problem. There's a check-in somewhere around 10 or 11 o'clock as you head into lunch. There's a check-in right after lunch because that's the lull hour, right? We lull, we like, I just wanna get through the rest of my day. No, no, restart that energy. Then there's another one again that happens before we move into the replenish of the evening hours to reset the evening as you move into the next day. So you need more placeholders throughout the day to reset because it looks like your morning message takes one action and then you wait till the next morning to go back again to check back in. So just when you have a message, force yourself into one action. And if you break down what I just said, if you have six touch points throughout the day, that means there's six intentional actions. If you're taking six intentional actions in day, you are moving, but you're not if you only do one. Does that sound like it's jiving on the other side over there? Oh, Amelia, definitely is jiving. Check in more often restart literally on your calendar put reset right 7 a.m reset 10 a.m reset 12 reset when you're learning something new you must reset because your other conditioned brain is going to pull you into the bad habit and you're going to get nothing done right you're working against self self is the enemy which is your old habit create a new habit by checking in more often, getting an accountability, literally use your phone as the accountability, set an alarm for every two and a half, three hours. And in that same thing, drink water, grab a little tiny snack, reset your morning, reset your time, take an action. Let again, more water, more thinking, Re create a mini routine that happens six times a day. Amazing. Thank you, Amelia. I so appreciate that. And um, I'm going to start taking those uh, steps and reset. Thank you. Resets are one Amelia. Yes. Yes, sir. Amelia, can I, can I please point out this to Janet that also it's so critical for you, you also to see where God has unlocked the door for you, right? Like there was an unlocking that just happened with Amelia, right? You said, God told you to come on to break into breakfast with champions. You opened the door, you took the step, you took action on that, you showed up here. And now this igniter is happening in you. 
one thing I want to remind people to do when you find that igniter, don't put the flame out. If anything, put some kerosene oil on it, ignite it even more. So plug into Amelia now. Like if this, if this is igniting you, Janet, then commit yourself to your yes. Keep following the, the pattern of your yes that has ignited something in you. And don't say, I Amelia, I believe you're, you're the person and then leave and she's not the person. Commit yourself to her being the person, click the link and stay connected. Don't disconnect from your yes. Oh my God, Tariko, that was so good. I had done Mike, cause you know, and I'm not paid to say this. I'm gonna speak to you from my soul guys. This woman has changed my life and I was frightened. I didn't click the button, Tariko. I was like, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. It was the best decision I ever made with these small little behavior modifications and all of her tools, the calendar, just the calendar alone and those should and should nots has changed my life. It's only, it's like, it's barely recognizable. And I've actually included my husband and my family and it's a whole shift in everything that I'm doing. So I love that you shared that, Tariko. Yeah, there's a lot of husbands and wives got thrown into this mix when you guys made the decision to go designing genius as a whole family. It was, um, that's, that's why we're working with so many other spouses and kids. And that's why I know that it works, right? Behavior modification works. It will always work, right? And so just follow the, follow the steps, follow the tribe. You can, but you have to become. Who else is uh, thinking this morning before we uh, start transitioning? Who else is thinking? Who else is working on something? Hi, Amelia. Amelia, yeah, I had a quick question. Oh, oh. Right there are two of us. Which one is going? Hey, it's Shante. Mine is pretty quick. Okay, so this is my this this is my. I had a question about the shame that you mentioned earlier. I'm somewhere down toward the bottom. You said something about not being able to move forward if you're living in shame. It was shortly after the difference between money and wealth, and I was just wondering if you could uh, just spend another thirty to sixty seconds on that one. That's a beautiful one. Yes. Um, and unfortunately, um, just because a lot of things happened in our family units, um, in our communities, remember we lost our tribes, um, shame has been built into so many different things without people realizing that you can't grow in shame, right? And shame is something that you are carrying. It's like a big old heavy suitcase um, and you do have the ability to put it down at any, at any time. Um, I would say that for myself personally, I think the worst thing that you can do is to shame another. Uh, I think that that's a curse that is going to bite you like something you have cannot even foresee. So if you are carrying shame, you know, inside shame, you find guilt, uh, you know, worthiness, all of that is inside of that shame. What I suggest to you is, can you try to just put it down for one hour, just for one hour to not carry it with you? Because there isn't anything. There is no act, right? We're imperfect people. So shame is for you to take a look at. It's meant as an awareness, right? To look at something and inside there, pull your greatest gift, right? And so I'll just give you an example. I was a very, very, very abused child, horrible. Um, and I felt bad about it my whole life. I didn't want anybody to know. I didn't want to know anybody to know. And so I built a shell around who I truly was to protect myself from you knowing. Because if you knew, 
I thought you would think less of me because a lot of the things that happened, I was not proud of until I realized that those moments, that thing that was shaming me was my resilience. The shame today shows up as my resilience because I can tell you with full confidence, there isn't anything you can do to me that has not already been done and I'm still here. So I'm like a cockroach. <laughs> does you that are... help? Does that help at all? It does. Thank you so much. It helps a lot. Thank you. Amelia. So if you can, if you hang on, if you can just take a moment and rename it, give shame another name. I renamed mine resilience in the renaming. You're going to find your way through. Thank you. Amelia, this is Dami. May I ask, like, in regards to shame, if it shows up, not the shame itself, but it's evident, right? So for me, it was, you know, my mom not acknowledging that I had, I was on the spectrum as a young person. And I remember, you know, this is the early 90s, hearing words like retard and everything. And then so I just got on with life. And then as an adult, um, you know, having the diagnosis, and accepting that there's a lot of shame. And so, in fact, you know, I'll pretend that, you know, I'll, you know, it's hard to even admit it. And so, so in a sense, it's evident because it's like I have this thing and it's connected to the shame that was laid on me as a child. And now it's like, okay, in acknowledging it, that's the shame. So when you say put it down, if it's in your life, in your behaviors, how would you put it down? Oh, this is a great one. Okay, so stay with me for a second. Okay, just just give me, just take a breath and walk with me. Everybody is challenged. Everybody, right? Some people, the minute they speak, you're like, that's their challenge. And what I mean by that is they're an idiot, right? Every one of us is struggling with a limitation or something that we have to move through. Some people, the challenge is evident, right? Somebody who maybe be walking on crutches or somebody who has, right, right in my, Emmanuel Kelly is one of my real deal friends, right? It's evident of his challenge because you can see it. Most people's challenge, right? You hear it in their mouth or their actions, right? Bullies, for example, right? They are having a, a, a challenge, narcissists. It's a challenge. We all have a challenge. So what you're considering your challenge that you were introduced to when you were very young, why is your challenge more shameful than mine or anybody else's? It isn't. We all have one. We all come here with a lesson. We all come here with limitations that we have to grow through. But that challenge is also your greatest gift, right? your greatest gift lives in your challenge because that, that connection with your challenge gives you the visibility to the gift. Um, I've said this many, many, many times. You don't know what the innocence of love is until you have been loved by an autistic child because they're so godlike, right? But the way they vibrate through that is because they're also working with the challenge. So every blessing, comes through a curse, right? I came through my stuff. And because of that, I learn the keys or the gift on the other side. 
So for you, your challenge is giving us a gift by knowing you because you grew through the challenge. There's nothing shameful in that. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, that really does make sense. So it's the giving of the gift. So it's not what someone else has labeled you. It's more that you journey through something and have something to offer. Right. Because you yeah. have the perspective of it that I don't, right. I have a different thing, right? Like if you'd like to know, you know, how it feels to be locked in a cellar and shackled, I can share you that perspective. Now, what did that experience do for me? My creativity. It gave me the ability to think because that's all I could do, right? I couldn't move. I was stuck, but I could use my mind. I know how to mentally escape from anything. Well, that's my gift. Now, would I wish my childhood on you? Absolutely not. I would not. But what I can share is not the pain. I can share the gift that I learned. You can share with me the gift that came from your challenge. Well, thank you so much, Amelia. And you are truly a gift. Um, I appreciate you. And I, you, we're all here together paddling in the same boat. Hey, Amelia, my sister's down there. Sonia wanted to share something. Sonia, are you still here in the room? We have time for one more before we turn it over to the most amazing man, Mr. David Meltzer. So one more, and then we're handing the mic. I, I had my question I was trying to ask earlier. Amelia, this is Shantae. How are you? Good morning. Hello. Ahead, How can I serve can you, Shantae? You. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure because uh, I was getting the pink bar, um, but I'm having a tough time specifically navigating um, young adulthood with my daughter transitioning my role. So I'm not quite sure, I guess, what my proper place is and how when to intervene, when to like, I don't know how to. I'm kind of like one of those all or none kind of people, and I just don't know that role. And she had to do a quick quip at me to tell me that her business is her business. <laughs> like she started her own baking business. And so when I see mistakes about to happen that I, you know, made in my early twenties, it's like, I want to jump in. So I just, I don't know if you have any wisdom or guidance to help me navigate these waters with her, that'd be great. So let's, let's put some tools in place for conversations, right? So let's just start a way that you and her can have a defined a place, right? So when you sit in this place, this is a place of neutrality that neither one of you are the parent or the adult. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the parent or the child, right? So first define a place. Then let's create a rule, right? A list of rules that I'm not going to yell at you. You're not going to yell at me. I'm not going to use words that, you know, you should do this because you don't know what you should or shouldn't do. Just a baseline of a conversation so that you can go somewhere, whether it's once a week, once a day, to hear each other so that she can hear what you're having to say as far as your experience. It isn't for you to save her right? You can't save her from the, from the work that she has to do, but you guys can set up a better way to communicate so that both people are heard. Right now, you guys are speaking at each other and neither one of you are hearing. So let's create a space of exchanging knowledge and literally call it that. Is that helpful? Very, very helpful. Amelia, can I jump in real quick? And also you're serving your fear, not her. And I think that's really kind of being honest with yourself that you say you're trying to stop her from making mistakes that you have made. So you're disconnecting from her because you're not serving 
what it is that she is trying to serve, right? You have to show up at the table to eat what she's prepared, not force her to eat what you didn't cook well. Yes. And that's why having an open, honest conversation with some rules and some boundaries and a little time clock, we're going to talk for 11 minutes. You're not going to yell at me. I'm not going to yell at you. It's going to at least allow them to start hearing each other. But Trico, I agree a hundred percent. I want to be mindful. I want to thank everybody. Please click the link. We would love to hear what you think of the new course. We're very, very excited about it. We're building a, a wonderful a community here to be able to show and bring behaviorism into people's world. And Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.